Hi, welcome to Health Trust Clinical Services Candid Conversations. This is a conversation series where we highlight clinicians, physicians, and supply chain leaders who are innovating, caring for those in need, and working to improve human life. Over the next couple of weeks, we'll be interviewing Health Trust Clinical Warriors. Clinical Warriors are those on the front lines in this fight against COVID-19 who have demonstrated sacrifice and courage. Please visit healthtrustpg.com and send us submissions for clinical warriors you would like to recognize. In this conversation, we speak with Christina Simeone and her husband, Tom, who jumped in the battle with COVID-19 to develop isopods when treating patients. Also learn some great strategies to care for a loved one that is a first responder or healthcare worker. Hi, my name is Christina Simeone. I'm the Clinical Resource Director for Jersey City Medical Center. And uh, I'm Tom Simeone. I'm the spouse. Well, thank you for joining us today. You know, we have, I've had the blessing of being able to um, do several of these interviews and have interviewed several people from physicians to nurses, respiratory therapists, supply chain leaders. Um, I have not had the opportunity to um, interview the spouse of some of our frontline leaders. So this will be really interesting. It'll be nice to get this new perspective. Um, but maybe we could start. Christina, could you maybe explain to some of our listeners, what is a CRD? What is that role? Sure. So the clinical resource director works with um, corporate as well as with their own facilities within the system to try and look at the evidence behind um, any type of new technology or any supply that we would be bringing into our hospitals that would um, overall um, be used for the care of patients. And um, we work with, we're part of supply chain and we work with our uh, supply chain directors as well from each facility. Um, over, we also oversee the value analysis committee in our facilities. Great, and, and tell me a little more about value analysis committee. What does that committee do? Sure, so again, um, we review um, the need of products. Uh, we look at the clinical component as well as the financial aspect of um, anything that's requested. Um, the request can come from any healthcare professional. Um, and then we would deal as, this, as the clinical resource director, we would um, vet uh, the product, uh, we would look at the evidence behind it, and then we would bring it back to our committee, which uh, is comprised of our um, financial off chief financial officers or chief medical officers um, and other uh, healthcare team uh, providers as well are part of that committee. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, and really important um, for our hospital systems to have these roles in place. Um, this was one, a role that we didn't hear about a lot in the past, and now um, is definitely just a key role and component in our hospital systems. Mm -hmm. Christina, tell me a little bit about um, the experience of Jersey City Medical Center, and um, have you all had a surge of COVID-19 patients? We have, yes. Um, so we're very uh, close in proximity to New York City, um, and we did get our share of COVID patients. Um, so we were right there at the epicenter of everything. Um, but we're working through it again, uh, working together to, um, have some good outcomes and also support the community, um, 
through this crisis? I would imagine your role has become, it's always been important, but I would imagine that um, our nurses at the front lines have been really appreciative of the work that you do um, and have a better understanding. Have you seen that there's been better collaboration, maybe a silver lining in this whole pandemic with you and the rest of the team? Um, I think we always had great collaboration to begin with. Um, so that has always been um, um, a plus, um, as well as the leadership of the facility has always um, supported this role. And um, as a nurse myself, um, it is a new experience for me looking at it from this end, supply chain, um, and really making sure that the frontline staff have what they need in order to um, be safe in the front lines and uh, provide the best care they can to these patients. Absolutely. You know, Ed Jones, our CEO, has said several times on his um, COVID-19 calls to our teams that he really sees us as providing the weapons um, to our staff that are um, really our soldiers out there fighting this uh, battle. I feel like you play both parts. You've got your foot in the camp as a soldier and you've got your foot in the camp as providing the weapons. So um, it's a really interesting perspective during this pandemic where you're sitting, your seat at the table as you're um, fighting this battle. And we're so appreciative of everything you're doing. One of the things I've heard multiple times is um, about the innovation that has uh, appeared throughout this um, pandemic and the uh, forward thinking or out of the box thinking. So maybe um, you can share a little bit about maybe some of the innovation you've seen and then let's find out how um, your husband Tom also had a part in that innovation. Yes. So there were definitely a lot of images out there on social media uh, showing what other countries and what other places were using. Um, this really came about the isolation pod really came um, to light really through social media. Um, not only had nurses on the front line seen this, um, but I had also looked at it as well. And then our CNO, our chief nurse officer had also requested for further um, investigation uh, to see how we would we would be able to obtain these isolation pods. Um, and then one evening actually on the news, uh, I was able to see that one of our um, hospitals in Bergen County, um, Holy Name Hospital had actually, um, they had this device, um, which then led me to reach out to them because I wasn't able to really obtain this anywhere else. Uh, even speaking to different distributors as we were trying to search desperately for PPE. Uh, I would always ask for these pods and nobody really knew what they were. So um, I did reach out to um, the VP of uh, facilities there at Holy Name Hospital and he was very um, informative and willing to share um, his innovation really um, and how they had actually made 200 of them and and how easy it was to do it. And so I turned to my husband and I, I, I you know, I asked him, can you make these for us? Um, and he was very willing to do so. He's very handy. And, um, you know, and I'm very appreciative for the, for the fact that he actually just stepped right in and, and, and just took control over it and decided he was going, he was going to be able to produce these and provide them to the, to our hospital. 
That's great. And so, Tom, what is your background um, to make you so handy to be able to do this type of thing? <laughs> uh, well, my profession, um, I am in the construction industry, um, more, more so from a management role than an actual hands-on doer. Um, I work in, uh, in very heavy construction, um, high-rise, mid-rise type construction. And I manage, um, from an ownership side, I manage uh, projects. And uh, I would just say, I guess, uh, from the hands-on stuff, um, I'm just a, a jack of all, if you want to call it that. Um, master of none, but probably close to a master at a lot. Um, I just enjoy just doing things around the house. I'm a, I'm a DIYer um, by nature. I find it to be very soothing, relaxing. It's kind of my my meditation zen to do projects. Um, and I, I'm usually not afraid to tackle things. I try things. If, if I fail, I try it again. And eventually I succeed. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I do. I do. I do a lot of projects around the house. I think Christina can... Mm -hmm. attest to that so um when she approached me with a picture of this pod <clears throat> she said can you make this and i was like yeah probably i just have to figure it out um you know can you give me some more information and i guess it just started from there it became a it became a um uh, a goal to create one <laughs> and i'm usually uh very goal oriented so I'm goal driven, if you want to call it that. So uh, I had to succeed in, in in creating one. And your education, right? Background. Yeah, and I'm also a, a, an engineer by by education. So I think it all comes together. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to be careful. You might end up employed um, right next to Christina. <laughs> you keep <laughs> providing these great uh, products. So. Uh, we really do appreciate that, and and thank you for all that you all that you did. I do wonder, from a spouse's perspective, you know, we we hear of our nurses um, going in the front lines, respiratory therapists, you know, going into the hospitals every day, where there definitely are uh, multiple COVID uh, nineteen patients. You know, how does that feel from a spouse's perspective? Yeah, I guess I you know it's it's a good question, and and. Um, you always, you always worried um, that they will be putting themselves in in harm's way. You know, like you know, nurses and other first responders. You know, as well, that um, you know they're risking their lives and their health to provide and to um, save others. Right. So she's she could be out there, and her colleagues are out there. Um, with nothing but reusable masks that they're wearing for two, three, a week straight. And here they are trying to um, protect themselves from this, this virus, this disease. Um, so yeah, it is, it is scary. And then you think, you know, they could be coming home with it and, you know, you, you have the family here and, you know, not only that, but they're also working very long hours. It's, it's emotionally draining. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a very tough job. Any guidance on how to support those on the front lines like that from um, a spouse perspective? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, like I had said in um, in the piece that we had gotten covered on, um, I think you know if you could if you can help with with anything at home, if you can just be an emotional supporter, 
um, like be there to listen, be there to, to cheer them up when they're down or give them room when they need it. Um, sit there and listen, um, tell them a joke, send them, send them a funny text to put a smile on their face sometimes during the day. That's the stuff that kind of, in, in my opinion, helps Perfect. if you're not physically able to do something, you know, to provide them with, with a device or something you can make. Yeah. That's perfect. So Christina, I did that for you. You've got that documented count <laughs> of all the support <laughs> that you can give. No, that's wonderful. And and um, I'm sure she's thankful to have a husband that is so, so, so supportive. You know, Christina, for you, why do you do it? Why do you take on the risk and walk into that hospital every day? You know, I've been there for 25 years now. And um, I I've been most of my career in critical care. And I just recently, last year, um, switched over to the supply chain, um, getting a different perspective on it. And I, I'm just passionate about nursing. Um, there is something, I feel like it's a magnet. And, and um, I try and, and support it any way that I can um, to make sure that others remain safe, and then we can help. Well, you're definitely a, a hero to us. Tom, you are too. So we really appreciate um, <laughs> everything that you guys are doing. Um, I'm wondering if there, you know, this, we, we first did this because we felt like there was so much negativity on the press and, and you know, online and, and all these different tools that we needed to put something positive out there and we needed our, you know, our colleagues that actually know what this is like to provide hope to others that know what this is like. So, um, you know, if you both could provide a message of hope uh, to um, others like you, Christina, our nurses in critical care, our respiratory therapists, our physicians, our EMS workers, you know, first responders, you know, what would that message be? And I would love to hear one from both of you. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, the message is that uh, United, whether you're a respiratory therapist, a nurse, a physician, when you, you, when you unite your knowledge and your skill and just work together, it's that collaboration, um, you can get through anything. And this is just, this is just something else that, um, that healthcare providers know how to get through. Um, yeah, no, that's perfect. Tom, your thoughts? From from a support standpoint, um, my thoughts are um, that you know you, you could do whatever you whatever you have to do to make your loved one's life easier um, because they're out there on the front lines fighting a tough fight. An exhausting fight so when they come home you know do what you can to make them relax you know feel better and just be there to support them you know um and and i guess that's your collaboration at home to make their lives easier absolutely well stated um 
Is there anything, you know, well, actually, before I go back to that, there's something you mentioned earlier that I still have on my mind. You said that you saw a lot of these things on social media. And, and you know, that has been a new communication tool that I think many nurses use social media. Yes. And um, I always say that nurses are MacGyvers. <laughs> we can create anything if you give us a problem, um, especially if we have a great spouse that is um, handy, a jack of all trades. So. Um, you know, have you seen, uh, well, how do you feel like um, social media has played a part in all of this? And have you seen other innovation beyond these um, isopods that you guys have created? Um, so, yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of different uh, venues in social media, especially for healthcare providers. Um, there's chat groups um, that actually I, that I belong to uh, with the COVID uh, outbreak and it's healthcare providers from different states. Uh, there's even other countries involved, you know, with people in there. And you get to hear their stories, what they're facing. Um, you know, and it's something that you just filter out that negativity um, that other social media can actually provide. And this is really more about um, the medical component, what people are facing, whether emotional or, um, you know, their environments and just throwing ideas out there. You know, for instance, I know a lot of places um, did the, ex the, the um, extension tubing so that you can have the IV pumps outside of the rooms just to prevent uh, less exposure to healthcare providers. Um, these were right. all ideas that started somewhere, you know, and, and then as you started seeing it um, in some of these uh, um, chat groups, you know, they started talking about it uh, in the hospitals. And that's how, you know, pretty much everybody started um, adopting new practices. Um, as far as the isopods, I had seen it actually in one of our chat groups. Um, but you know, again, nobody knows where these things are coming from um, or how to get them. And, um, it, you know, luckily for us, I was able to actually see it that one night on the news. Um, so that was yeah. very helpful. And, you know, and also having those providers or those administrators in hospitals um, willing to share um, some of those, you know, innovations and how they created it. And I think that's, that's the, the takeaway also, that it's about collaboration, not just amongst, you know, your own people in your own facility, but reaching out, you know, to the different hospitals in your area, um, just bringing that knowledge uh, to, you know, just sharing. It's really about right. sharing. And, um, and, you know, and, and we tend to do that a lot in healthcare, you know, and, and in times like these, um, you start seeing how much power we have when we unite. And I think that was part of my positive message, right? That uh, when we unite, we are more powerful as a healthcare profession. Um, and um, I guess just getting back to your question, as far as the isopods, um, it, it's, it was something, yes, it was in, in social media and, um, we just took off with it, um, just trying to create it. Um, Tom did make some and we provided them to our critical care units. 
um, they, they were using them. Uh, luckily now, you know, the surge is decreasing. Um, so we really didn't produce any more. Um, and, but it's something that, you know, that we need to keep in mind in case of, you know, everyone's talking about the second wave or who knows, right. or any future needs. Um, we need to start learning from what just occurred and, and start planning. Right. No, absolutely. No, that, that is such a great message. And that is the, the key, you know, that at least the silver lining with COVID-19 is, I think you hit the nail on the head that this collaboration, and I really love the unique collaboration beyond just medical um, professionals or clinicians, you know, with others, maybe of an engineering background or who knows what type of background that could come together and create something so much better than just what mind could have created on their one mind could have created on their own. So absolutely that unity of solving one complex problem. I hope that continues. And I think with um, our CRDs, you know, leading a lot of that front line and that value analysis teams and things such as that, um, I think you guys can really ensure that those things do continue. We do continue to collaborate and unite just as you guys have played such a great example in that already. So thank you. Is there anything I didn't ask that you really felt like you wanted to get out there? I really feel grateful that the leadership also uh, was very open um, to, to looking at different options. Um, we also have processes in place to make sure that regardless of the innovation, we're still looking at the quality of it and that it's still acceptable and that it's still safe to put out there for patient care. Um, and so we did still, even though we, we did bring the isopods, we still went through that process, you know, looking at infection control, still making sure that it's a safe piece of equipment. Um, so, you know, processes are also still important to follow and also obviously right. the support of leadership. Absolutely. No, well stated. Very well stated. Um, we really do appreciate you guys. Again, you all are our clinical warriors, both of you. Um, and we so appreciate everything you're doing. I'm sure Jersey City Medical Center, 25 years of nursing, you know, they're really blessed to have you on the team, Christina, and for you to have the husband that you have on the team, it sounds like too. So thank you so much for everything um, that you guys are doing. Thank you for going back into work every day. Um, Christina, we just appreciate everything that you're doing. Um, and thank you for being our warrior. Please visit healthtrustpg.com and send us submissions for clinical warriors you would like to recognize.